Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Three Birds and a Punt. As always, I am your host, Sophia. I am joined by my friends, Whip and John. Say hey, guys. What up, what up? Hey, hey. How you doing? All right, the title of this episode, episode 28, is called Long Overdue, because you know it's been too long since y'all heard from the Three Birds, and we've heard from the fans, so we're excited to be out here tonight talking about a bunch of topics uh before you even get into the show make sure you hitting that subscribe button and downloading three birds and a punt on spotify apple anchor wherever you get your podcast you can also find us on youtube please make sure you're subscribing to our youtube channel and follow us on twitter and instagram as well at three birds and a punt we sincerely appreciate all the support and engagement we've been getting from all our fans we'll keep that going all right, let's just jump right into it. We got a couple of things to talk about. <clears throat> it's been a while for us three birds uh, since we've been out here. A couple of things happened. We know we had that disappointing loss uh, to the Hawks before we could make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. I know we could get into hashing all that and going over all that, but I think we've emotionally moved past that game. What I want to talk about is what is the setup next, specifically I'm talking about Ben. We all know how Ben played in the series. We all know how much his absence mentally and physically impacted our ability to compete down the stretch. Um, so people want to know what's going to happen with Ben. Is Ben going to be traded? Uh, let's get into it. You know, I, I saw on Twitter the other day by um, this guy, Jason Damas, that the Sixers have already fielded offers for Ben. You know, um, the Pacers wanted to trade Malcolm Brogdon in a first-round pick for Ben, but they said, no, they're waiting on better offers. So I want to know, I'm throwing it, I already see Whip, he's shaking his head, hell no, I already know my guy. Uh, let's start with you, bro. How do you feel about these Ben trade rumors, and what is your thoughts? Give me your thoughts on my, what you feel Ben's, Ben's value is. My thoughts is, if it ain't Dame Lillard, it ain't no Lillard, <laughs> period, point blank. All right, listen, Ben Simmons, we already know his whole game is basically, you know, based off of defense, you know, but he's a point guard with great assists, you know, attributes that come along with him. So, and he's 6'10", he can play all five positions. I'm not trading no damn Malcolm Brogdon 
for no damn Ben Simmons. That's 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 a that's a slap in the face by the Indiana Pacers, if you ask me. All right. So here's my thing. Like I just said in the beginning of this segment, and if it ain't Dame Lillard, I don't want it. Period. Point blank. Now, I can also go Bradley Bill and somebody else to go with that. I can I I'll trade Bradley Bill. Make a long story short, it gotta be a top tier player. All right. It, it's just that simple. You you can't trade Ben for no what a four tier type player, right, John? Nah, hell no. Nah. That's it. That's the no. insult, man. You can't do that. The Sixers and the, and, and the Suns have agreed to trade Bobby Porter's. It's gonna yeah, be some more. That's that's, that's that's a slap to Philly. And 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 while we on this yeah. Ben Simmons thing, you know, shout out to all you Ben Simmons uh, lovers out there, man. All right, I've been trying to tell y'all ass for the long longest time. <laughs> ben is Ben. All right, now I, me and John can contest to this. <laughs> we watch Ben in the summer league. We watch Ben in high school. We watched Ben at LSU. We watched Ben when he was summer league Ben. I just said that, right? When he was kicking ass. Mm-hmm. You can't tell yeah. me, or nobody else on this world can't tell me it's not a mental thing because it is. Oh, absolutely. It is. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, but let, we can even get into a topic of like what is causing him to not want to reach his potential. But just even before we get into that, the larger issue of why we need to trade Ben Simmons. Okay, why we need to trade such a valuable piece of our team, realistically. Ben, I mean, John, what do you feel about these trade rumors? What do you feel Ben's value is? Um, I think it's high. I I honestly think that something like this needed to happen. He needed a he, – he, it's not that he wasn't putting in the work. It's his inability, inability to consistently score away from the basket. That's the only thing. Everything else is a a one. Like the guy's dropping dimes. He's setting the offense. He's he's setting plays. Like he's a great facilitator, but he has to take that next. I think he needed this to take the next step forward to be more aggressive on the offensive end. The dude can shoot, but he just doesn't. He needs to get with the shooting coach again and really lock in and and do what he did. Do what he does training. Carry that into actual playing, right? Like, and I, I, you know I, what, John, I, you hit on a you hit on a great point, right? That this idea that when he's in practice or when he was, you know, a whip mentioned him in the summer league, him and all these other uh, arenas where the pressure was there, but not as intense as being in the NBA and playing for the Sixers. And I think that. The issue of why Ben needs to be traded is because here, you know, Ben can't be pushed, you know. Mm. You know, Ben cannot – Ben is not getting the necessary uh, push you he needs in order to get – like, he's being enabled, basically. Like, I read read this whole article uh, a couple of weeks ago, whatever, that just gave me a great portrayal of this whole Ben – Simmons situation and basically laid it all bare. He is entirely uh, uh, managed by his family, which means yeah. there's nobody in his circle who could give him the truth straight up and just be like, bro, shoot the ball. And anybody that the Sixers try to build around him or bring around him to get him to 
be more aggressive and shoot the ball. That his family don't want to have may, nothing may, to do with. May, they, 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 yes. they, they, they shy may, away from that. Maybe AI well, need to come in. Maybe away. AI or somebody that played for this team need to come in and put foot to ass. No, no, no. Ben's family and Ben needs to take a step back and recognize that while at first maybe they was helping him and supporting him by being so tight-knit, now they're stifling his potential in that they refuse to let him be uncomfortable. He's so afraid to fail, we lost that series because he yeah. was afraid to He was afraid to take a dunk because he was going to get fouled and he would have to go to the foul line and he maybe wouldn't. He's so, you're absolutely right with mental thing in his head, a hundred percent. So afraid to fail. He doesn't even want to try. He's so comfortable being, Oh, I can do this many assists. Oh, who's defending like me. Oh, I'm the only this and that. He doesn't even want to, I feel like expand his game at this point. Well, okay. Well, if that's the case, you get his big red bone, six ten ass. The fuck out of Philly, period point blank. And look, I like Ben, man. You know, I like Ben. I like, but I, but this, I like this, this, yo, he is he has become a serious handicap. You know, it's real, man. Mm-hmm. When and at the end of the season for the Sixers, take a shot at Ben. All right. I mean, he brought it up. Look, listen, Embiid was not blameless, but at the same time, you could say that motherfucker was playing on a tour yeah. meniscus. So he yeah. literally was giving you everything you got. And Ben, you can't say Ben gave everything you got. You nah, just can't. Nah, you can't say nah, the same. I, like I said, to, to stay on topic, I hope Daryl Morey do trade Ben. Now, I know Ben, for some apparent reason, got the cats over there at the Sixers organization all hugged up and oh we all love Ben and shit but guess what man if you can trade Markel Fultz <laughs> alright who had a fucked up shot but can shoot they need yeah. to do some shit with Ben mm-hmm. like straight up alright right. so here's my thing here's what I suggest I, I don't know about Clay Thomas Clay Thompson um contract right now but um Golden State want Ben bad it is a lot of teams that's looking at Ben and Golden State is one of them. Look, give me, give me, give me Clay all day <laughs> for mm-hmm. Ben. No, we need somebody yeah. who can shoot. And and that is that is clear with the Sixers team that as and and I hate to say it because, you know, I know John's got something to say about Ben's defensive prowess. He is a good defensive player. We do need that type of aggressiveness on the field, but the game of basketball isn't about who can defend the best. The game of basketball is ultimately about shooting the ball. I agree. So all of what Ben can do gets washed away when he refuses, refuses, and in that moment, that game, you could call it a refusal to shoot the ball, no matter where he is on the, the court. Like, I can accept a, a point guard that won't shoot a the jumper or shoot the three. I can't accept a point guard who's in the paint right there about to dunk the ball and and passes it off so so that the pressure's on his on his uh teammate. You are the guy that touches the ball every single day and wants to touch the ball every single game, but you won't take the pressure to dunk the ball? What you think, John? He when the pressure's on, I notice he kind of like he, he he delves to the back, and I think he needs to he needs this year coming forward. 
if if he's still with the Sixers, which is looking more doubtful by the day, he needs to get more aggressive. He has to look for his shot too. That's if he takes that next step in his evolution, I think he could be a pretty good player for a long time. Um, the defense is there. Everything else is there. I, I went back and rewatched that Utah game where he he dropped forty two points on Rudy Gobert, and 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 looked at like some of the numbers like when he was matched up with them. He he beat the piss out of Rudy Gobert, and that's the defensive player of the year. So, how long is it gonna take for this dude to develop? Man, he's been here five fucking years, bro. Like, but he was hurt. You know what? When. Okay, okay, I, I'll give you the hurt season. Okay, he's, he, this, this is Ben Simmons. This is Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is a, 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 a athlete, a freak athlete who is good. And then they has has grown to be really good. So when he's going up against other kids that are smaller, he would dominate. Got to, got to LSU. Same thing, he's dominating little dudes. Getting to the league, now you're playing against grown men. I think he so he was so used to being the man, and now when adversity hits and pressure's on the line, like I think he's trying to like he's too high, Cole. He needs to just be like I don't know. Somebody needs to tell him something bad before the game starts to get him angry. But you notice when he when he's angry in a game like that one game. Uh, was against the Clippers. Oh, I, it was uh, Markeith yeah. Morris. Him and Markeith Morris went at it. He ended up, he ended up scoring. I think he had 23 Man. points. And like, not but, but I do when, think, when to, to, your point, to, to your point, John, you know, I hear what you're saying about, you know, him needing something to motivate. If, if, if being a highly paid NBA player making all this money, you know, I understand needing something to motivate you. And I understand that I shouldn't be like, oh, he's making all these millions. What has he got to be not motivated for? But I'm saying that the resources are available to help you fix your issue. What seems to me and the most frightening of all things is Ben's inability and the people around him inability to call a spade a spade. Ben needs to shoot the ball. Ben needs to stop creating um, excuses for which other parts of his game is better. We understand other parts of your game is good. You've dominated the defense. You got your assist. You're now the point guard. You could play all five spots. Shoot the damn ball. At the end of the day, until somebody can say like all of that that you do will will is great, but will never get you where you want to go until you can get over this mental hurdle of shooting the ball when you can accept that, yeah, I'm going to fail shooting the ball a hundred thousand million times, but I'm also going to succeed a billion times more until you can make that the reality in your head. Stop thinking about the failures and start thinking about all your successes. He's never going to feel confident enough to be the guy. And I don't know if Philly realistically can wait for him to mature in that way, just because of how we are as a fan base. We have tried to support Ben, but five years is an eternity in Philly. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. So, yeah. so can we realistically give two, two three nope. more years for him to nope. reach his thirties, grow up, mature, nope. and like I don't nope. know. I, don't, I, I look, look, listen, listen. I like Ben Simmons, man. Benjamin Simmons, 
he a good cat. He seemed like he he stayed to himself. He a cool dude, but he ain't built for this mm-hmm. city, man. So it, if if it was up to me, I'm shipping Ben out, yo. He got to go, yo. I'm sorry, I, I right. can't take I can't take only I can't take the Ben Simmons show no more, yo. I can't. Only for Dame. Right. Yeah. No, I I need a shooter, and I'd be willing to take some. I'd be willing to take a veteran who who can. Cause I noticed that this team, when the when the game when the line when the game is on the line, we're hanging down the stretch. You know, if we're not blowing people out and it's a tight game and you need somebody to take the shot, even JoJo, as much as I love him, is not willing to be the guy to take the shot at the end of the game. So until we can get, a, I think, a veteran type of player that can come in and settle that role and 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 take on the the ownership and role of being the last guy with the ball in his hands. We're gonna struggle with some of these tough games, you know, um, especially you know with with Doc with his lineup and everything that goes on there. But this ain't a Sixers-based show, you know. This is just us talking about what's been percolating over there in the in Philly, and and you know everybody's talking about Ben, and and Ben knows he needs to get better. It's just will Ben want Trey to get ben. better? Trey Ben. Trey Ben. All right, we we heard it. We heard it from Whip. Let's get into um, something a little bit more international, something a little bit more global, okay? The Olympics are back, all right? They took a little pause because of the pandemic, but they're back. They're happening in Tokyo. And um, as as all three Birds fans know, I'm sure, if you don't know, if you've been living under a rock, there was a beautiful, uh, vivacious runner by the name of Shikari Richardson who took the world by storm last week, a couple weeks ago, by uh, just absolutely crushing the 100-meter race, qualifying for the Olympics in Tokyo, and was really looking to set the racing world on fire. Um, but, you know, this week we heard that she was tested positive for cannabis in her drug trial, and she has been given a 30-day suspension oh, by the um, the the Olympic World uh, Organization. Yeah. And so she is disqualified from running um, in her... Um, in her event, she she may end up being able to run in the relay, but her signature event, her hundred meter race, she she she's not going to be able to run. The details around her testing positive for cannabis is, is actually absolutely heartbreaking. I know Whip has something to say, but I just want to give context where context is due, so you just understand why she was smoking. Okay, the girl was in Oregon. Um, getting ready for the Olympics, getting ready for her trial. And I don't know about her relationship with her biological mother, but I can say it's not close because she found out from a reporter that her biological mother passed away. And so, of course, unbelievably shocked to hear this news, she self-medicated in a state where ingesting marijuana was legal. And then she went on and to do her trial, competed in her trial, killed her trial, and then got tested positive for, for cannabis. And now I will leave it to whip. And everything he may have to say about such. So let me let me start off by saying this: Hey, hey, hey! Smoke weed every day. All right, I said it. I mean it. I'm a pothead, and I'm proud of it. All right, I can say it on here because that's what I am. All right, I think it's wrong for the Olympic Committee to shatter this young woman's dream. She's only 21 years old. Marijuana mm-hmm. is not a, a performing enhancing drug. Speak on it. Speak on it. I'm going to say it again for those that's back there. <laughs> Marijuana is not a performing enhancing drug. 
Okay, mm-hmm. I, I think I think it's wrong, man. It's 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 heart crushing to see this. You know, mm-hmm. this girl has been killing the competition. She's been saying that she's in the the best in the world, and now y'all going to take mm-hmm. that away from us viewers to 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 allow her to prove that because she smokes some sticky icky icky. Mm-hmm. All right, this young woman. Like, like, you know, like, like my sister just told you, she lost her biological mom. Okay. So she smoked weed. I mean, John, you, you can, you can piggyback off of this, but I swear to God, even Foghorn Leghorn that I call Adam Silver even stopped with the fucking weed testing like that. Right. In the NFL, I believe. Right. Come on, man. Yeah. This, this, let me tell you, man. And, And not, not to get off subject. Let me tell you something. This world need a fucking wake up call, yo. Like straight up, man. Mm-hmm. Everything is based off yeah. politics. Straight up, everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So here's the thing. What about people that need medication every goddamn day? Are, are they are mm-hmm. they the fuck on drugs? <laughs> like, think about that shit. I feel like. Dude, they gotta go to work every day, right? They got some fly shit in their motherfucking. Absolutely. System. Right or wrong, right? They got some shit in their system. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Right? So it's like, come on, man. If that girl ain't 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 sniffing that that white powder, you know what I mean? If she ain't putting no hair around in her arms and none of that shit, or no uh, uh, PED, no steroids, yeah, no, steroids, no PED, that, none that of that, shit should none not of that. matter, no. man. Like that, if, if, if it's anything, <laughs> and if anything, for all you weed heads out there across the globe, I see you. If it's anything about weed. That's going to fuck with you. It's going to make you a fly person. It's going to calm you the fuck down. Absolutely. Absolutely. If anything, we should be, we should be surprised and shocked that homegirl won while she had, like, honestly, it wasn't in her system, but can you imagine if she had been high and ran that race? So, so you telling me, so you telling me that, that homegirl beat you on some Zoc? That homegirl, that homegirl dusted you on some, on some L? Oh, okay. Okay. On some gas? Okay. You know, I I agree with you, Whip. I feel like it's 2021. The idea that we're having a conversation about um, a a natural product or natural plant that is going to interfere with a, a person's athletic performance is out of out of control. The fact that she was in a space where it was legal. I understand the rules of her sport. I understand her taking accountability for the rules of her sport. But ultimately, I think as Whip says, it's just extremely political. And I think they pick and choose how they want to uh, furnish this thing. And it's kind of crazy to me because it's like all you're doing is taking money out of your pocket because you're reducing the level of interest in your sporting event by taking away your star. You know, um, the Olympics has been doing a couple of different things recently. I won't get into that. We'll stick with the Shikari thing and this 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 outdated law, but this outdated rule. You just have to say that like y'all already have enough baggage as it is. The USA in particular has enough baggage as it is when it comes to the Olympic program. Uh, you need to be doing more to bring, especially young people, into this environment and into the participating as an audience, participating as fans. And you, you don't do that when you take, she was a genuine star. Her talent 
generally captivated a nation. She she was in line to to probably have a a run like Michael Phelps when he you know first burst on the scene, and now all of that has been tainted for something as simple as smoking some weed. It, it's 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 out of control. What do you think, John? I I totally agree with both of your stances. Like it's the the, the Olympic Committee. And their rulings are like so prehistoric, and like there, there's a lot of things they need to change, and and a lot of it, just in that, just in the the medical side and the testing. I mean, once once it became legal in the states, I think they really should, the the committee should have then kind of adhered to like some of the some of what's going on around them because if they don't they don't adapt then what's the point of even having it in the first place so now what if she is not the only athlete that tests from the u.s then like it's going to be bad they're going to be calling for people's heads on that committee to be uh taken away and things like that it's not fair to her she trained she got she, she did her thing qualified kills it like she deserves to run. They need to change that. I hope they um, have a motion and let the girl run. Yeah. Hashtag so let her run. Hashtag let her run. Real run. quick, though. And, and here's another thing. I want to see her go against the chick from Jamaica. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Like we've, been, we've, been, we've been robbed yeah, of an man. opportunity to see two heavyweights Listen. go at it. And that's another eight man. years, Listen, bro. Let me tell you something. Yep. Olympic committee out there. Because guess what? You motherfuckers used to um, low-key give motherfuckers the PED. You think motherfuckers like me don't know that shit. I've been around a long motherfucking time, all right? Yep. I was around when motherfucking Ben Johnson took the steroids and beat Carl Lewis. I seen all of that shit. Yeah. yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, all of that too. shit. So don't tell me you going to suspend this young lady because she smoked a little bit of motherfucking herb, man. That's bullshit. Look, give the people right. what they want. Let the young lady live her Olympic dreams. Let her face the Jamaican chick. What's the what's the girl name? Anybody look her up? What's the girl name from Jamaica? I forgot her name. Gleena or some shit like that? I know it starts yeah, with an well, S too, but they, I mean, it's, it's they, kind of a yeah. shame. We really did have somebody. I think they need to get this, this is our first Olympic runner star since exactly. Flojo. You know, burst on the scene and kind of had that same impact. And so it's a shame because, you know, Summer Olympics is only every four years. So you, you think... This is not going to be coming around again until and for eight years. So she, so she's lost an opportunity to compete at well, the highest level of her career I, for not just this event. Now for eight years, that she got to go training. Well, I hope. So I, 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 I really hope in this time being. Yeah, I, that's what I'm about I'll to say. I hope law. they appeal this shit, man. You know, they got to appeal it because ain't no way in yeah. hell you gonna stop this girl from reaching her highest thing, and um, all of a sudden. It, it it nah yeah they got to challenge that help with that absolutely well I mean on the, on the human side of it yeah go on sorry John shout out to Allison Felix she's a she's a world class runner for the U S she's in her thirties she she's a um gold gold and silver medalist awesome. Allison Felix shout out to her U S let's do it let the girl run let the girl run you know she's that girl. So, yeah. you know, you got to let it, you got to do her thing. So let's get on to a little bit of, I guess, a, a happier, uh, more lucrative topic, I guess you could say. All right. 
Uh, recently, the, the NCAA has ruled that they will no longer prohibit players from getting gaining money off their likeness and off their image. Um, I think it follows several laws around the state that have, you know, banned uh, the NCAA for, for profiting off of players and not letting them to profit off themselves. Um, I know there's a lot of uh, strong opinions about this. Dabo Sweeney said he quit if players could uh, uh, make money off their own likeness. So I think maybe we'll be hearing a retirement announcement pretty soon from the guy. Um, <clears throat> but I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, especially yours, John, as a former player yourself. I know this has been a um, a long, hard day and something that you have probably been waiting for along with your old other uh, old players, you know, um, trying to finally be paid for your work, for your labor. So how, what do you feel about it, John? Thank you for that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's long overdue. Um, you, you, like the schools make such a profit off of the students and it's, it should go back to those kids. They they they're the ones that take on a heavy course load. Those are the, those are the kids that are going to practice, making sure that everything is tied up in, in the classroom and on the field. And it's it's only right for them. Like the saddest thing is when you see student athletes after a game thinking about what they're going to eat and where they're going to get food after their stipend runs out from from their school. Like these are kids representing your school. Why not pay them? It all started with the um, the O'Bannon, Eddie O'Bannon, the O'Bannon brothers from UCLA against the NCAA, and that's what started this whole thing. It it should have been in place a long time ago. If you think back to like those early college football games, the uh, uh, um, what's that game? The John, uh, oh, what's that guy's name? What's the coach? Uh, Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh football, right? They had the likeness of all the college players at the time that were stars on in the games, but did they ever get compensated for it? Now these kids will be compensated for it. They'll stay in school longer, get their education, go on to figure better things. I think it, it goes. Let, let me circle. let me say something on this because I really wasn't going to, you know, put my five in on this conversation because I got kind of mixed feelings about it. I agree that some of these kids should get paid, but the problem is now, and I think a lot of people need to recognize this, is that now, if, well now, because it's going to go down, I honestly believe now, look for the colleges all across the globe to raise their, their, um, what you call that, John? Um, yeah, yeah. Because it's like now, because the reason why I say that, whether you, you, you come in school and you take up trades or whatever it is that you may take up, but being an athlete, you know, you're going out here representing this school and now these athletes getting paid. And keep in mind, these athletes may be getting paid more than what these colleges is making now. Because you you dig what I'm saying, Afia? Because that's something to think about. Because I can almost guarantee you that's one of the reasons why they didn't want them to get paid because they like, damn, okay, you – Let's say you Michael Jordan in North Carolina back then. Okay? Let's imagine that. And Michael Jordan was doing the shit he was doing when he was on the Bulls when he won six titles and he was in North Carolina. He making more bread than North Carolina itself. And so now you're going to have yeah. people talking about, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. So basically his tuition going to be free because he can pay for this shit just because of his name alone because that's Michael Jordan and the shit that he can do. You get what I'm saying? You see where I'm going with this, Sophia? Then you get... Then, 
I do, but I don't. I don't agree with Tell you. Me and, why. and this is Tell this me. is the reason why. Be- because I feel like <clears throat> the way in which, if that is true, if that was true, then then why kids get scholarships? You know, like a lot sure. of the that's how they that's how they pay student athletes, right? They put mm-hmm. them on like John's saying, they put them on stipend, they put them on scholarships, and and the tuitions are tuition is high because technology costs, professor costs, and infrastructure mm-hmm. costs. That's why tuition is is freaking high. Tuition is not high because of people going to school, and in fact, actually, I feel like the reason why they didn't want the kids to profit off of them is so because their programs will actually receive less money, right? Because instead of actually paying the program, you'll now pay the the student. And I think that in general, a lot of times, a lot of these boosters, a lot of these big programs, they put all this money, they pump all this money, all the resources into the college program. Why? Because at the, I mean, sorry, the football program or the sport, whatever their high-end sports program is is because that's the program that's bringing in all the big dollar signs to me if you play this right you work hand in hand with your players this could be mutually beneficial for both of y'all where more exposure greater exposure to all these different business uh media sources will be beneficial to the school you know versus the school only funneling and get to choose who the, the the student is is in contact with who the student the student you know sees and makes connections to so for me you know i just see it as more autonomy on the on the side of the player and more leverage on the side of the player they're the ones you're putting in their bodies out on the field every day they're the ones who if god forbid a catastrophic injury goes on they lose millions and millions of dollars you know they're putting their bodies yeah, on the true. line for that's two true. years on the off chance that they could do well enough to get the draft to take care of their family and if something go wrong they're gonna lose their scholarship they're gonna lose their endorsement they lose yeah, everything that's true well i ain't look at it from that that point you of know? view so you're so, right, you right so if i'm thinking about it yeah get your coins however you can bro take care of your family now Learn how to deal with it now. And honestly, if you're thinking about it, it, it teaches these kids how to deal with money now versus yeah, they when they're, yeah, they're right. in the league. Right. You, most kids in the league, they wash out at first eight years because they don't know how to handle their money. You put these kids in a, in a situation where they're still in college, they still have that safety net, but they're getting paid all this money. You know they're going to fucking blow it. You know they're going to be fucking idiots. But they'll still be in school. They won't be in a position to completely have thrown away their life you know, um, working in an industry that, you know, the NFL stands for not for long. I agree. I agree. So, that's, that's kind of how I see it. Hey, now, now, now why, that you, know, you said that, yeah, I, I agree with you. You're right. You're right, but I was just looking at it from from that point of view too. You get what I'm saying? Because I do. You you it's like it's like if if you look at the way I said it and and what I meant by it is that you know, think about this. Why did college? Why did the college programs did not want them to have money in the first place? It has to be a reason why. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. But I, I think it's I think it's greed. I don't think it had anything to do with actually caring about the well being and actual welfare of the players. I think it just had to do. It's like you got to think about it. If if I term and I say um, it was a form of slave labor, what do you think? They're yes, getting true. all this for them for free without having to. And what they, they give you? Uh, what what do, what do the masters say? I give you I give you shelter. I give you housing. I give you food. I give you clothes. Yeah, what true. more do you want from me? You're right. You know, you're like, oh, you're right. Bro, you, well, you can fucking pay me, bro. <laughs> Go to right. school and I'm letting you go here for free. Right. Oh, you know what a beautiful thing is, though. Out of all that, 
that um, uh, HBCU can attract uh, a coach and a and a personality like Deion Sanders Absolutely. at Jackson State, like that. And it, look what he did with that team. Like already that program, he's getting top flight kids, and that is a beautiful thing. But um, what really kind of start this should have had I'm like this name likeness act should have been in place a long time ago well, that's like, well, to counter to counter that the mafia college basketball has paid high school players to go to certain schools based on the brands like it's crazy like university right? of arizona so was paying cats paying paying cats like their mom the dad fifteen thousand dollars giving them cars and stuff to go to a certain High school and then a certain college. Not a not college. High school and then college. I'm like, that's insane. John brings up a great point, right? That there's a very seedy underbelly of the perf- of the sort of ath- a student athlete uh, world where these superstars are already being courted, already being propositioned yeah, to yeah. do this and do that. But it's all underneath the table because you know they'll get in trouble, they'll lose all this, they'll lose all that, just because they're trying to feed their family. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't, agree. I don't, and I feel like being you, you doing it this way puts everything out and open. It makes everything more transparent, so that you don't have to feel like, oh, you know. I think now people have talked about um, Reggie Bush possibly getting his Heisman Trophy reinstated. You know, now because of that whole, you know what I mean. So, so you know, everybody gets to come out. Of the hey, yo, now. and you, and you see you what know? he said, right? Reggie commented, he's like, yo, give me my shit back. Right, and he not wrong, cause he wasn't he, and and it's the same thing like we were saying on our earlier segment with Shikari. The the rules are outdated. The these laws are made to benefit the 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 institution rather than the people. Whether it's when it's the people that make the institution. Exactly. So you're like I, ain't, I ain't, you gotta you gotta flip that stuff. Like we ain't we ain't here for all that. It's 2021, y'all. All right. So I think we all got into agreement. We got whip on our side. So we out here. We doing it. Yeah, don't, get don't get used to that shit, yo. Don't you get used to it, goddammit. No, no, don't worry, Mr. Grinch. We we won't think we, we won't think you won't be on the positive side for long. Yep, okay. It, it, and it, I know exactly it, how it, it's about to, to go down now. Let's do it. We get into our last topic of the night. Okay. As as always, since we're an Eagles based podcast, we can't leave out here without talking about our birds. Um it's been all quiet on the home front. But training camp is coming up in a few weeks, uh, July 27th, I believe. I know we are super excited for all that. I want to hear your best training camp predictions, your best training camp storylines. What are you most looking forward to upcoming in training camp? Let me start with you, Whip. Me, personally, I want to see the running back competition. All right? Mm, I want to see that grown-ass man that everybody keeps saying won't make this goddamn team. And John, you know our work, dude. He's a grown ass man. All right. Everybody yeah. keep talking about my man Jordan Howard ain't gonna make this team. I'm here to tell you, I don't think that's not gonna happen. I think the man will mm-hmm. make the team because he's familiar with the players. He's familiar with the players. It, uh hello, I am recording right now. All right, okay. Let me all right, all right. I'm recording. I apologize. That's my, my kid. Um, the man will make the That's team. Right. We got real life stuff going yes, on sometimes. Hey, listen, this is a podcast. Thank God this shit ain't live. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, the man will make the team. 
And the reason why I say it is because him and Miles Sanders has chemistry. And even though this is a whole new coaching regime, I'm pretty sure that the new coaches seen him and Miles getting it in together. You could tell that they was together before. So that plays a major part. Now, I don't want to hear about the carry on Johnson shit. And, you know, he, he nice. He going to take his job. Maybe. But that's why it's called training camp. Right, ladies and gents? We're going to see. Absolutely. We're going to see. Can't make the club from the tub. Yeah. That's right. Can't make the club from the tub. Exactly. That's right. So what you what you got, John? Who are you looking forward to? What's your storylines that you're looking forward to in training camp? I really want to see the linebacker. I want to see who takes the next step. They actually, if you, did you see the unofficial depth chart for the defense? They have uh, 58, what's his name? The defensive end with that. We traded the fourth round pick. Jared, Jared Avery. Jared Avery. They have, they have him penciled in as I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I'm not. Shit. I don't know. We had. I thought. Um. What's his name? Alice Singleton was our. No, no, no. You gotta keep in mind. Look, he. That was his. That's his natural position, Afia. Before he he went to de. He he always was a linebacker, and dude is a beast at that position. They. Was he? No, no. I think they drafted him as a DE, and he's he's learning a new position mm-hmm. to go to, mm-hmm. to to make him more of a. He played linebacker first, it? yo. Yeah. He was a linebacker first, but then they transitioned him to DE. You know, I mean, okay. I mean, he got the shit off on both, but linebacker, I think he will excel, and we'll see. We'll see. Well, it's all in. It's all in how you cover. It's all in how you cover them tight ends. I understand. Maybe he's got some thump to him when it comes to the running backs, but if he can't run like a weak side linebacker, I'm thinking you gotta be able to to cover. Yeah, I agree. You know. Also, like the biggest one that's overlooked by like every Philadelphia Eagles fan right now is that we signed Anthony Harris from the Vikings. Yes, that mm-hmm. dude had my picks. Yo, that dude was nice. We finally got. <laughs> Green God was not here no more. No. Nope. I think we had to make up for losing Malcolm. Like we couldn't go another year without having a top yeah, tier yeah. person next to Ron. Mm-hmm. So to get him from the Vikings when he had the Giants and other teams like knocking on the door to get him at that price we got is that's one thing I give Howie credit for. But that's just, I want to see how defensively and that defense could be a long term signing there. Like, well, that's a dude that could fill out the back end for us and be good. It could alleviate some of the pressure off those cornerbacks, which is we're going to see. I think our biggest weakness. If right. we have to, I think we're going into camp, we're going to be watching the free agent uh, quarterback market very closely. Gary on Conley. I see a lot of reports about Gary on Conley in uh, signing with the Eagles. Uh, once, if yeah, train Zach Hurts. So you play. you hit the nail on the head right there, John. As far as like, I I wasn't gonna mention the cornerback position, but it is a need because we never did anything with that two spot. I know we have Michael Jaquette penciled in over there. But I'm not feeling very confident about that. He's a young guy. We in our division, we have a lot of speedsters. A lot of teams. A lot of our teams in our division have two pretty good wide receivers, not just one. So I, I worry about that. Uh, the back end a little bit. I'm I'm actually a little bit nervous about 
the our our back four. Um, I know you guys like Anthony Harris, but you know uh, Ronnie McCall's coming off a torn ACL. Uh, Darius Slay, you know, he's more of a man. We're going into a zone scheme, so it'll be interested to see you know how he'll deal with sort of the change and if and if maybe our our uh, Jonathan Gannon will do a little bit more press. I don't know. But honestly, when it comes to my storylines, my training camp storylines, I'm thinking about the, the left tackle position and that upcoming training camp battle between uh, Jordan Malata and Andre Dillard. Um, I'm interested to see who's going to win out. I mean, on the one hand, I like both of those guys. I actually really do genuinely like both of those guys. I think that they would be an asset to our team um, as a starter and a backup. So I, I definitely don't think that we'll be any any rush to like trade these guys. But it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top because I wonder what the team wants to do. You know, but you're coming in fresh. You don't have the the guy who drafted him, the coach who drafted him. You just had the GM. I don't I don't know, but he drafted both. So it's it's hard to say where where to go. So I'm very interested to see how that lines up. And um I am I'm incredibly interested. John, you hit on um Zach Ertz. What's gonna happen with Zach? I keep hearing all this conversation, all this chatter about him being traded to the Bills. Still waiting to see what that ends up being. I think the compensation is going to be something along the lines of like a, a four to turn into a five, a four. I mean, you know, five turn into a four, or four turn into a three on the, the metrics. Because clearly, you know, Howie's not getting what he thinks is value for for Zach. But this whole situation with Zach, we talked about it before. It's fucked up how they're treating him. And um, it needs to be resolved as soon as possible. That's what I think for a training camp coming up. I agree. I agree. Damn, I agree with y'all again. Shit. <laughs> all right, we leaving this, John, all in symmetry. That's what I like to hear on a Three Words podcast, y'all. So, you know, you know, we out here. Sometimes we, you know, we love to argue. But when we agree, it's it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Wait, yeah. wait. It's magic. It's magic. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. See, if, if we were the Sixers, we would have won game seven. No. The same. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we, we talked about it earlier today about what caused us to lose. I mean, but I think, honestly, in, in general, we, we lost that game um, in game four and game five when we had those double-digit leads, and we kind of got complacent, and we kind of let it wash away. So Shoulda, coulda, woulda. At the end of the day, the Sixers can only blame themselves Shoulda, for where they was coulda, at. Woulda. Let's move on. Exactly, Whip. Exactly. All right, y'all. It's time to get out of here. You know, time to go enjoy that holiday weekend. It's July 4th tomorrow. So for those of you who celebrate the holiday, please be safe. For those of you who don't celebrate the holiday, please be safe. And make sure that you are subscribing and downloading to the podcast. It's streaming on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're following at 3 Birds and a Punt on Twitter and on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube as well. You can follow me personally at According to Afia. You can follow my friends John and Whip at their Instagrams, which are on the screen, at According to Afia, at The Greatest, and at John Monroe Jr. Jr. That's where you can find us. This has been another great episode of Three Birds and a Punt. Long overdue. You heard me. Hashtag Three Birds. Three birds. We out. Peace. Three